Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we have a special interview episode. Before we get into everything, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. Also, you can head on over to our YouTube page and hit subscribe so you never miss a new video interview or whenever we go live. Plus, you can catch great extended NWSL highlights Head on over to youtube.com slash attacking third. Today, we are joined by two-time FIFA Women's World Cup winning manager, former FIFA World Women's Coach of the Year, and current president of San Diego Wave Football Club, Jill Ellis. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks so much for having me, guys, Sandra and Lisa. This is awesome. I'm, uh, like I said, I said earlier, I was uh, learning about the the, the world out there in terms of social media. So I will certainly be following you guys now. So uh, I'm, I'm just stoked. It's, it's great that two women are doing this. Fantastic. We're excited to chat with you, but we're excited to chat about all things San Diego Wave. It's the NWSL's 12th newest franchise, San Diego Wave Football Club. Can you just walk us and our listeners, of course, through the process yeah. of landing this name for the team and why settling on Wave FC? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, obviously that's kind of the exciting part, right? When you, when you, uh, when you go somewhere, it's, it's figuring out what, what's going to resonate. And so I think early in the process, you know, as we started to look at designing, you know, the crest and everything, and we, we, we obviously hired some consultants. Um, and then we realized that we needed to not just generate this from a consultancy, but we also need to check this with, with the community. So we hired our director of brand and consulting. Um, so, you know, a lot of this was connecting with groups, soccer groups within the, um, the community to, to bounce names and ideas. And I think initially the, the initial kind of questionnaire went out of what, what does San Diego mean to you? How does it feel like what, what resonates you? And so much, the common theme kept coming back, you know, the ocean, the beaches, you know, just the influence of water, obviously being a coastal city. So, you know, the name came from a lot of different input from, uh, you know, uh, community leaders and obviously soccer groups. Uh, some outlaws are in there. The loyal obviously are in town. Um, soccer clubs, a lot of youth clubs. So there was a lot of sort of gauging this process. And yeah, we ended up with with San Diego Wave FC. I mean, listen, I'm I'm someone who grew up in a country where every team is either United or City. So uh, it was different. But I, I just think it really kind of captures, uh, you know, the essence of this incredible city and this incredible area uh, in terms of being the Wave. And I think the thing I like about it being a competitor it's you know I wanted to you know as my, as my daughter said you don't want to be a, a a name that's that's soft and I love the idea that the wave can be so strong and so powerful um, and this idea of it just being non-stop a wave really has such a force behind it, especially when it's coming from the ocean. And this is uh, San Diego, right? Right on the ocean and, and a coastal team. Um, these 
types of announcements are really exciting. We saw it recently with NWSL Kansas City team uh, becoming KC Current, which is really exciting. And now we have San Diego Wave FC. Jill, can you tell us any plans for a crest or colors or any other schemes that are going along with this San Diego? Absolutely. I mean, obviously that's the next steps and I, and I get this, you know, I'm, I'm not a patient person. So the idea of kind of rolling this out, I was like, what do you mean we got to roll it out? And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, so you know, I'm still learning, but, but no, I mean, I think, yes, we have uh, Crescent Colors, um, you know, finalized and, and ready to go. I think it'll be early December. We'll roll those out. Um, you know, I think it's, it, I think, they're, I, I think it's stunning. I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's symbolic and it's, uh, it's going to be well received. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be the next step. And then obviously, you know, aside from the marketing piece, you know, what we've been doing is actively building a roster, right? And that's the big part of what people and fans want to know. But, you know, I think going back to the name and we chose football club, uh, we did ask, you know, our focus groups and, you know, was it soccer club or football club? Uh, we landed on football club. And then because, you know, we are just a, uh, such a rich cultural city that, uh, and, and this game is so global that the football, you know, the Spanish spelling of football also made sense and, and was well received. So I think we're we're pretty excited about our name and it's kind of a stay tuned for the for the next steps for us. I know we I know fans are probably listening our listeners are listening to this right now and uh trying to hang on on every word a little bit. Uh, but but focusing on on that, centering on the football aspect of it, it's going to be the first time that an NWSL club uh utilizes the Spanish translate translation of a football club to football club. And it's great to sort of hear the the background in terms of all of the groundwork that was done and in, in landing and in, in settling in on that name because of San Diego's ties to to Latin American communities specifically. So I got to ask, Jill, okay, are there current plans to possibly acquire Latin American or Spanish speaking specific players? Fans want to know. Well, certainly. Listen, I, I think you're, you know, this, my, you know, my daughter was born in Puebla, Mexico. So I, I certainly have, you know, I have the home uh, in the home, you know, making sure that uh, that's a part of the plan. I mean, I, absolutely. We want our, we want our team to be representative of, you know, of, of every group. And, and I, there's such a, there's such an influence here in, in the heritage of this city. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely in our plans. I mean, I think we, we, we recognize we want to, you know, someone asked me the other day, you know, are you going to just focus on, are you, you going to have local talent as well? And I said, of course, I think there's nothing more special than having the, you know, the local kid that's kind of come through the club program, you know, maybe gone to college, maybe gone straight to the pros and to play in front of their hometown or, you know, close to it. I think that's, that's kind of a cool story too. So we're very cognizant as we build out the roster of, you know, obviously, we want talented players, but we want uh, we want the little girls and boys that come to the game to, to see themselves out there. So I think that's that's a big part of it. This club is making moves, the new name. You're talking about acquiring different players and trying to build that roster. But um, previously, it was announced that Casey Stoney will be the manager and, and the team's head coach moving forward. Um, what do you think of Casey Stoney? Why is she going to be a good fit for Wave, the Wave FC? Well, you know, I'll share this with you guys. Like, I never pat myself on the back, but I'm telling you, I hit it out of the park on this one. I, Casey, you know, obviously I hired her and, and knew what I knew about her. But now, obviously, over the last few months, getting to know her, seeing on the, her on the phone, uh, you know, with, with people, seeing her in person and just what she stands for. I mean, I couldn't be more excited about this hire. I think Casey is a, she's an exceptional coach, but a phenomenal human being. Um, she's, you know, so committed to, to this program. She has the experience of kind of launching the Man United team because they obviously went into the, 
into the top flight and she was she, she she's like she told me she had way less time to put her roster together than she does now um but I think people are going to find in Casey you know a coach that obviously played for 18 years for England, captain of England. So played the game at a higher level. She's going to really understand the demands of the players, but she also understands that at its heart and its core, and she has three children, right? So her kids want to be entertained. They want to have fun and enjoy it. And so building a team that on the pitch is fun to watch. That's exciting. That, uh, you know, that kind of has this go for it mentality, you know, and I bounce the name off of her, uh, to get her thoughts. She's like, oh my God, I love it. You know, just this, we talk in soccer a lot about wave after wave in our attack. And um, so she really embraced that. But I think people are absolutely going to love Casey and, and she's going to be very much uh, a part of this community. You know, Joe, when we're, when we're looking at sort of this very early footprint for, for San Diego Wave FC, um, it, they're bringing in a lot of experts quite frankly in terms of the of the women's side of the game bringing you on as president you going on to to make the hire for of Casey Stoney but you know let's talk a little bit about another hire that, that you also made you you brought on Molly Dotton the club's general manager you worked with her on a national team level uh, level and this is this is just one of one of those hires I think that you can point at to and just continue to look at the club's rise so with the expansion draft around the corner with now you Casey Molly, what what can can fans expect from from San Diego as as as, as that's right around the corner? We're we're almost a month away to that expansion draft. Yes, and and we've been we've been working on it diligently. I mean, I think listen, when you're in the environment with the senior team, and one of the things that I think is Molly's strengths is she's so detail oriented, right? I mean, she's moved a group around the world, and you know, first and foremost, the, the trust that Molly and I have for each other, and just the capacity to work well off each other. I mean, and her and Casey have already built a relationship, so that chemistry is critical when you're when you're starting to build something out, and you spend long hours, you know, talking and discussing. Um, but I think you know what we're what we're going to do right off the bat is just being incredibly diligent to to know the first of all, we have to identify the profile of the player you want. You know, what does Casey want in her wide players? What does she want? out of her goalkeeper so once you identify the profile and you know is it someone that's a pure shot stopper is it someone that can play well with their feet you know or is it a wide player that's well good isolated or needs to combine and I'm kind of nerding out right now but but you know determining that profile of the player kind of gives you that base for what kind of players are going to be a good fit here um, and the tempo with which we want to play so already we've kind of done a lot of work on the profile and then, you know, one of the things that's been so fortunate because I, I still have so many friends in the college game, you know, it was such a wonderful time in my life, my career, that linking Case up and Molly up with all these, you know, college coaches, she spent hours and hours and hours on the phone um, asking about their players, you know, and, and you, you know, the coaches have been phenomenal in giving their time, especially in the playoffs part. But that's a big part of it. You know, what kind of player are you getting? What kind of person are you getting? You know, can they play different positions? You know, what's their uh, flexibility? Like, that's the level of detail we've, we've uh, come to. And then obviously with the expansion piece, which will follow, you know, 40 hours later, um, you know, we're really just kind of, uh, you know, looking at all the all the players that are out there. And, and obviously it's, it's a great group. Um, but then being really strategic in how we balance the acquisition from the college draft uh, super really super draft, I think call it, um, with you know what we need, what are our needs from the um, from the expansion draft, and then obviously on top of that, you're looking at your internationals, and then you're looking at you know just your trades that you're doing um, domestically. So it's kind of four main pieces that revolve around, but it's kind of fun, you know. I mean, I'm uh, 
I, I just really enjoy, you know, being, being in those conversations. And obviously Casey has a very clear vision of how she wants to play and the type of players that would be great fits here. There's so many moving parts. That was a long answer. Sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> love it. No, we're here for it. Thank you. I, I love that answer. And there are so many moving parts and moving pieces. And it's not just acquiring players and, and, and women that can play the game and compete, but finding the right personnel to fit with Wave FC. Um, and, and now in the NWSL right now, 10 teams competed this season. Uh, there will be 12 next year, including you and Angel City FC. But uh, when you look at all the different players and, and the players in college and overseas and even in the NWSL playing right now, how do you see the level of, of women's soccer continuing to grow with the expansion of more teams in the league? Well, I think it's, you know, it's, I, I mean, listen, I'm watching games and, and, you know, you can just see the development of the game. You can see it on the national team level, you know, look at 2019 to, to just the, you know, the caliber of player, the level of expertise, fitness, every, every component of the game. Right. But I, I also see that in the college game. I'm also seeing that in terms of the, um, you know, the, the professional ranks. So I, I think across the board, you know, I'm, I'm seeing young players, you know, I've been down to the, the surf cup to hand out some trophies and I'm watching these little guys, right. Little, little girls run around. I'm like, Oh my God, they're so technical. So I think overall we, we really have, are making strides. And I think, but I think what I love about this game, what I love about people involved in it is it's always kind of like, we have to keep pushing. We have to keep evolving. So um, I continue to see a, a, an upward trajectory for our sport, um, you know, globally and, and obviously domestically. But I think that, you know, the pro the pro ranks and this is kind of why I came into um, the club game is I just, you know, having been a, a, this, you know, the, the senior coach, it's like you recognize that the players having a really good place to play, um, to go back to. That's a good level. That's a good situation to be in. That's fundamental. Like I've actually come out and said that I don't think a a team wins a world championship without having a very strong domestic league moving forward, because I think it's so important. And so a big part of me sort of stepping into this realm was like, okay, let's see, uh, let's see what's needed here. And, you know, in truth, I just felt that we were going to make such a big commitment to, you know, not just the development of the game, but, but how the players, you know, are treated the resources they have, um, I think we've just got to elevate everything. Um, and with that comes the investment. I think if you have a phenomenal product, you know, we, we see it, that the fans will come. There is an appetite out there for our sport in the, in the viewing public. So much excitement is coming. I mean, the new name, uh, the crest and the colors to come, announcement of coaches and Casey Stoney and everything. There's so much to look forward to with this club. But for you, Jill, personally, what are you most excited for with this club? I mean, I think, God, I can't go, I wouldn't really pin it down to one thing. I mean, I think at my, at my heart, I like to, I like, you know, I think the coaches are fundamental, the kind of builders, right? You put pieces together. And so now I'm sort of sitting in a different seat, but it's putting these pieces together, bringing in phenomenal people, you know, empowering them to, to do a job and, and just seeing how this is going to evolve and develop. I mean, listen, we're, we're obviously a long ways off yet from, from next March, but we, you know, the, the people we brought in are so impressive. They're working so hard. So I think what I'm, you know, what I'm ultimately excited about is just this process of putting together, like, listen, I think when you deal with very competitive people, you know, you win a trophy or you win something you're like, okay, okay. But it's, it's kind of the, 
the challenge is the, is the piece that you truly enjoy. You know, it's, it's the journey, it's the struggle, it's those pieces. And I'll be honest with you, most people that I've met, you know, a trophy or a medal ends up on a shelf getting dusty and people kind of like, it's about what's next. So I think for me, it's like not looking back, it's going, okay, how, how can we enjoy this journey we're on right now to create something really really special we don't want to be an expansion team that comes in we're you know tippy-toeing into the league we want to come in and, and make make some noise and, and and really go after it and give our fans something to get excited about from the get-go um so i think that process that challenge of putting this together is what i enjoy and listen i selfishly on a on a personal level um you know i i have a little girl i have a 16 year old and and for her to continue to see women in positions you know to see molly as a general manager Casey as the head coach you know her mama being a president you know I think those things are not lost on me in terms of the capacity to always try and create opportunity and make change. Jill we wanted to take the opportunity in this timing to get your perspectives on the current landscape right now the news of the club has dropped in a pretty big time for current NWSL clubs as the NWSL semifinals are approaching you've been having to keep an eye uh, on the NWSL and you have in the, in the past at, at the senior level but now is in terms of uh, being a president and in an administrative role for an actual NWSL club what has been some of your favorite moments perhaps of, of, of this 2021 regular season and, and, and by extension uh, these current playoffs. Oh, I thought you were going to pin me down on a prediction there for a second. I, was, no, I, I <laughs> might. We're going. Oh, we don't will. Make, we will. Don't make me pick. No, no. I mean, listen. At this point, I'm cheering for you. Know, I mean, listen. I thought this this past weekend's games. I mean, watching last night's game, right? The or yesterday the weekend's games. Um, you know, the the DC and North Carolina game. I mean, what an epic battle that was. Um, you know, I think what what gets me what got me really excited this year is just seeing some of these really special young players that have suddenly you know just come into their own right I think it just you know we have amazing veterans you know it's watching Carly's last game you know that was something that was you know just an honor to be a part of that um in terms of trying to to what we're doing so yeah I mean I think part of this year you know watching the North Carolina DC game um this past weekend you know that was you know, you, to, to see a Trinity Rodman, Ashley Sanchez, these young players, uh, you know, Ashley Hatch, these young players that are that are really, really special and really talented to see some of the, you know, the goalkeeping that was on display yesterday. I mean, just that was pure entertainment. So I think, you know, for me this year has I mean, certainly I, I've spent a lot of time on on a lot of administrative calls and board calls. So I'm trying to learn a lot behind the scenes. But I think ultimately it really is about the product that's on the pitch and, and seeing seeing some of these exciting, intense games, um, you know, seeing the fans back in the stadium coming out to support their teams. That's, I think, been a really notable part of, of this season is just seeing the excitement, you know, of of people being back and, and cheering on their, their players. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, and I wouldn't be remiss to say, you know, obviously this year, the, the league marked a, you know, massive, uh, obviously, you know, the, the revelations that come out and, and, and what we've, you know, um, learned and, and dealt with. And then just this, now this commitment, you know, I think that was so shocking to so many people, the, the, you know, to, to hear Sinead and, and, and the stories that came out, but, but now this kind of renewed, like, okay, well, let's let's be better and let's get it right. And this renewed commitment to we have to be better. Um, and what does that look like? So I think this, you know, this calendar year and in, in the end of ourselves, it's it's had it all, really. I mean, in terms of just, you know, heartache and, and, and pain and and also just, you know, seeing these unbelievably uh, exciting matches. 
So, uh, I, you know, you can tell I'm a fan. So <laughs> I love sports. <laughs> well, we, I'm, well, we talk about it all the time here. So we always love chatting about it uh, with, with others as well, especially um, someone with, with, with your background. But you, you brought it up. So we have to ask who's. Who do you think is going to make it all the way? Give me, give us two, give us two teams for the final. I won't, I won't nail you down on a, on a, who's going to win it all. Just two teams for oh the god. final. Oh my god! Now, now you're pinning me down, Sandra, because <laughs> I have to be on board. I have to be on board calls with these owners. They might, uh, they, uh, they might, they uh, might take us out. Well, listen, I, I think it's to see a, you know, I've always enjoyed watching DC play this year. I think they're an exciting, young, energetic, um, you know high risk high reward in, in a lot of how they play so I, I think they are a fun team to watch so I think it would be uh it would be kind of cool obviously with North Carolina knocked out you know to see a new team get into the final I think would be exciting for the for the fans um you know and then the the, the classic you know the, the the northwest there with Portland and uh you know, Seattle, I listen, I think Seattle has kind of been this slow boil and now they're kind of simmering, you know, and they're hot and they are playing well. Um, I think they're going to be a really tough team to, to knock out. Uh, and then the Portland Chicago match. Yeah, that's uh, again, I think Portland's been an interesting journey this year because they've, you know, they lost a lot of their veterans were away. They really did well tapping into the younger players. And now it's this kind of, you know, uh, they're so deep on their bench that they could, um, you know, they're, they're going to be challenging too. So uh, listen, I think it's been, I think it's, I think it's up for grabs. Um, I really do, but, uh, I think it's for the four best teams that are here, are here at the end for sure. I think that's a fair assessment. We're excited to continue coverage of the playoffs. We're excited to continue to see everything that San Diego Wave FC are going to be bringing to the league. We want to thank everybody for joining us and listening today. Jill, we would like to thank you for joining us and sharing today. Quick reminder to everyone, follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast show. We're also available as video, so please subscribe to YouTube at youtube.com slash attacking third follow san diego wave fc at twitter and other social media handles at san diego wave fc for example roman and joe ellis this was attacking third okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.